This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Join us today as we discuss Borough's draw at Sutton United. We look ahead to the visit of Bradford City and rediscuss our January transfer window. Welcome to Borough Pod. Bursting from midfield is Rossinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it! On Old Trafford Cracker in front of the Stratford end. Hello, boys. How are we? I never know who's going to say hello this first, is... so ah, I normally we, leave it. Can, but, uh... can we unofficial? Can we unofficially, but officially, go? Just do it in age order. What? So do I we assume. Even, do we even know how that works? I'm su- I assume that's Drakkers and Pat and Dean. Wow, is it? Hi, Nate. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever you want to call it. Hope you're well. I'm all right, buddy. Did you have a good weekend? I did have a good weekend, I think. No, I had a terrible weekend. Any football I was involved right, in was awful. I didn't get one W oh. out of three games. Like, that's coaching, oh Borough, Arsenal. Just crap yeah. weekend for football for me. Away from that, right. I had a wonderful evening on my own on Sunday evening and got what I can only describe as wellied on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether is, is that something that changes with age because like uh, the younger you are the more sad that sounds but as you get older it sounds blissful just being on your own my game, daughter <laughs> my 16 year old came downstairs at 10 o'clock at night and was like dad my wife is in bed all by the way she's like dad I feel really sorry for you you're sat downstairs on your own by the way I was watching some naval documentary and it was unbelievable <laughs> and I was like go away I've got one more can of Stella's drink before going to bed and Fumbling my way to work. Leave me alone. Were you, uh, I, th- I thought you could say fumbling something. Else. No, no. Were you? Um... <laughs> That's a night on your own. <laughs> <laughs> were you? Were you in the dark? No. <laughs> no. Because that does take us a bit more of a sinister turn and does feel a little bit less le- le- less exciting and more. Depressing. I know I'm emotionally unstable and talk about my weaknesses regularly on social media, but at the minute I'm alright. It's okay to drink profusely at the weekend. I like sitting in the dark. It's better than having a light shining in your fucking I'm more of a lamp man. Oh, you look like a lamp man. Talking to lamp men. (laughs) All right, Patrick. Hello, how you doing? Half my face is lit up. It's uh, exciting times. Yeah, that's a joke purely for the four of us. (laughs) Listeners will have no idea. But that's, yeah, that's fine. The light Um, is capturing your body structure beautifully, I would say, Pat. And you've had a haircut. I have had a haircut, yeah, because I was starting to look like James May and I didn't like it. It was upsetting me. <laughs> oh, don't be silly. Um, did you have a good weekend? I did have a good weekend. It was weird having a weekend with no NFL, but, you know, I relaxed and did some other things. It was good. Nice. And then finally, but uh, uh, but by and no means, least, that, is, that is not the same. Well, I mean, youngest other than me. Um, let's not let's not let's not push it out there. I'm, I was about to say I'm significantly younger. That's that is a lie. I'm a couple of years like younger. Dean, hello, mate. How are you? Hi, I am well, thank you. Um, I did absolutely jack all this weekend, and it I was li- a wonderful. <laughs> I, I like that. Didn't even ask. Didn't even wait for me to ask. I was weekend did. He was like, "You're fucking hearing about it." Um, You're geographically excellent. my closest neighbour in this podcast, Dean. Excellent. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Did you shit your pants? I mean, well, I, I, I... <laughs> Were you sorry? Your pants for the weekend? Uh, yes, honestly, for the most wonderful. part. 
it, here's an image no one needs but you're going to get i've been in my pants basically all day until i had to go pick up my daughter from school at 20 past three wow it was, it was high visions of like work long of, work, working from high home Ramsey Nesbitt in his vest and maybe you <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell all right oh, uh, I, I don't know what's worse like being likened to Ramsey Nesbitt or having to talk about Sutton at the weekend it was a similar con- conversation to be honest with you right uh, by the way I had a lovely weekend boys thanks for asking not even interested I went to Leighton Orient didn't I yeah, their media boxes are fucking horrible. Yeah. So, so you go in the stadium, right? You, I, I also managed to uh, turn up at the stadium and hadn't even realised that I was at the stadium until I basically walked past half of it, and I was like, "Oh, hang yeah. on, that building isn't a factory or homes." It's, I mean, it is it's homes, weird, isn't, isn't it? It's it homes, but it, I was like, "What the fuck?" Okay, so in we go. Um, and I had to walk up five flights of stairs, first of all, to get to the media bit. Fuck that. The lift, there's a queue for it, unsurprisingly. And it could fit about two people in. So I was like, brilliant. And then I came out in this room and I was like, this is a school. Literally whiteboard on the thing with lesson plans and all sorts. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? No, no Wi-Fi. Um, no, no amenities. I say no amenities. There were but the sugar bowl had more coffee in it than it did sugar. It was rank. That, it was that horrible. is a pet peeve of mine on the highest level. It was it was vile, and I'm like, oh, they they clearly just put that in the cupboard and put that, put that in the cupboard at the end of a football game and get it out again the next day. It's, oh, it's awful. And then you're so high up in the gods, you're basically up with the pigeons nesting. It is mentally high, isn't it? I remember. It is, it's. Awful. Always sitting in the uh, away end, waving at Dean and Steve, who are sat closely on a cloud next to God Almighty Himself. <laughs> the the only positive, right, is that over the over the stand opposite, which is quite low, you've got a lovely view of London. Really lovely. Yeah, genuinely, genuinely, it's quite a nice view from up there. But it's ridiculous. They also watch made it's, me laugh last time I was there. It looks like they've super glued the director's box halfway up on the home end. It's just like, what is that doing there? They must be freezing sat in that yeah. box. It's like out on the edge. It's not nice. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not a nice. It's not a nice place. Honestly, it's really horrible. I we, won't be, we going, were talking I won't be the, going back. We were talking about the flats when we went, uh, like early, late last year. The yeah. flats in all four quarters. Like, it's a great wonder, idea. Wonder if that if that rent includes their season tickets. I don't know that they rent them. They sold them, didn't they? Are they all bought? Are they? I think I don't remember. Maybe some of them sold. Maybe some of them rented. But it's a, it's actually a phenomenal idea. If I lived there, and I'd be like, I'd be like inviting, I'd be like, right, boys, don't get season tickets. You yeah. can all come. You can all come here every Saturday. Watch from my, watch from my living room. Get on the beers. Bring your own beers. All that shit. We'll cook pizza. We'll have a right old laugh. They've got, yeah, they've got sizable terraces. Sen- they do, yeah. It's a sensational idea, I've isn't it? definitely... 40 people around every other weekend. Boxing Day, I definitely sat watching it on the telly, Googling and trying to find how much it would cost to buy one of those. I'm sure I found out it's about half a million. Yeah, I, it, it, I don't, I, I, it doesn't surprise me that it's, it would be un, like surprisingly expensive yeah. for a flat in that region, right? But like the perks, I'd pay. Like I would if Stevenage did it, and I had the the and I had the money for it. I'd I'd be like, fuck! I really would like to do this. I mean, aside from living in Stevenage, which I'm glad I don't and don't really wouldn't want to, but that might tempt me if I didn't have a wife and child because the wife would never fucking sign off. <laughs> <laughs> Never, not in a million years. Um, yeah, you'd literally be left at jobs anyway. list whilst the football's on as well, wouldn't you? I'm going out before I return. Four or five o'clock, I want those jobs done. I want you can watch a little bit of football as well. Mm, yeah. So, right, let's talk. Let's 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 talk about Sutton versus Stevenage. I'm going to go through the stats first. Um, we dominated possession on. Which is an uncommon thing. We had fifty six percent 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 of possession, uh, which you know we 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 usually on the we're usually below fifty percent 
by one or two percent so that's quite good our passing success rate was only 53 percent that is abysmal um we won 39 aerial duels uh we put in 21 tech tackles like successful tackles which is really good uh that's about it no pidge got an 8.2 rating tong tonkinson i'm gonna start calling him tomps tonks um wildin and andressen owen clark sorry all got above seven and then reeves roberts gilby reed norris foster kasky march rose and horgan all got really really poor rank ratings um so it it's very typical of uh stevenage after big game isn't it we we did the same thing against harrogate where it was shite after a big big fa cup game it was shite at least creatively yes uh saturday um but the important thing is we didn't lose um before bringing you boys in uh we're going to listen to steve evans talking about it a little bit steve it was one of those games really it was essential you got something out of it you did but perhaps not in the most how can you say exciting manner yeah listen the first thing you've got to do when you when you come and play at Sutton is have effort and determination we had lots of that lots of that um, what we didn't have is any quality in the in the final third of the pitch um, I don't think either side's made a chance in all honesty mm. um, I think they probably won the first half where Yogo says but it's, it's a foul so um, before leading up to that so we didn't get a quality out we'll take the point we'll go away disappointed promise never to phone the head of referees again after what happened today so I'll never phone him again um, because he didn't listen We'll touch on that. Two yellow cards, one for you, one for Paul Rayner. Comedy show. I can't say he'll tell his grandkids that wouldn't it be right of me to say he'll tell his grandkids that he's or his kids and his mates in the pub that he's booked me. That wouldn't be right, but that's what he's done. What he, what he said he booked me for is not what the fourth official said to me. So, but listen, I'm I'm, I'm seriously not interested. in there's three teams out there today. I think I'm thinking two teams have really given it a go, man for man. You know, you yard for yard and football expression, but. Um, we didn't do enough, so we're not going to look at the official today. We're going to look at ourselves. We didn't do enough, and if you don't do enough, you don't you don't win games. There we go. That's all we're going to have from um, Steve. Uh, Pat, I think what Steve said reflected my thoughts on the game, which was it was another fairly disappointing missed opportunity where we dropped points that we should have been picking up, which should have been putting us more on the tail of Leighton Orient and less looking over our shoulder at the teams in fourth, fifth, sixth, you know. Um, But it's interesting that this was the first time Steve's gone in hard on that. He's been generally fairly positive in the post-match stuff and, you know, reflecting on the good stuff that we've done. And there was an equal amount of good stuff in this one, you know, like we saw some of the newer players stepping in and not looking like too much of a step down. So it's not all negative, but you've just got to reflect on we need to do more as a team to maintain our position in this league. We can't be settling for points in games like this where, as you say, we had more possession, we created three times as many chances, but we only convert got one of our five attempts on target, and that is not good enough. And it's that sort of profligacy that loses you points and ultimately loses your league position. So I'm pleased to see Evans putting the boot in a little bit and just making sure that expectations levels stay high, that delivery levels stay high on the pitch, that keeps everyone focused to make sure we maintain what we've got and don't get complacent. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's the typical thing, and Steve says this, Steve says this later on, it's kind of kind of thing where you, you see it's like, draw, draw away from home, win at home, and you'll be all right. But I think... The performance was, I think, incredibly disappointing, particularly in attacking phases of play. Um, watching it back, I, I did subject myself to watching the game today. Um, I will admit to only watching about 50 minutes of it. I couldn't handle it. It was absolutely diabolical. Um, the game lacked any real quality except for at the back. You know, it, it wasn't just our back four, back five that scored high on stats on the on the player ratings their back four were excellent as well um 
it's just it's just a shame. Oh, I don't know. It, we we obviously again. Steve touches on this as well. We really struggled through the week with a lot of the players being ill. Yeah. Um, Sweeney out injured. Um, Van Kooten out injured. So it's you know we we had a good 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 sort of debut performance from Tomkinson. He's you know a full 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 debut from Tomkinson. Andres and looks like a a good um a good standing for Tay. So. We there are positives to take from the game, but just as a game of football, as a as a as a as a contest, it was awful. Yeah, absolutely woeful. Sutton reminded me of well, you know, this is radio commentary, but the impression I got was like Stevenage Year One under Graham Wesley in League Two, where we were solid and we pressured our opponents into mistakes and kept our game fairly simple to try and minimise our own mistakes and. That picks you up a lot of points in League Two if you can do that over the season. And, you know, we've seen Sutton's recent form propelling them up the table. So in the grand yeah. scheme of things, it's not a bad point. But on the basis of the flow of play and the amount of chances we created, it could probably should have been more, or certainly should have been more if you want to keep pushing up for the league title and not slipping back towards the playoff places. So I can see why Steve sees it as a missed opportunity and wants the players to sharpen yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was four, uh, 15 shots, four on target. It was just diabolical. Yeah. Dean, what do you take from it? Do you, I was going to say, do you think there's, like, in addition to what Pat was saying, that there's an element of what we've become used to now as well? Like, we we talk about how Steve obviously likes to keep the standards high, and that is something that surprised us at the beginning of the season but actually we're not surprised by it when we do play well now. We're actually surprised by it when we should play well and don't. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 weird that it's taken us almost four months of being a good football team to go, it's weird when we don't play well. Um, and you know, I, you know Steve Stephen one in his in his pre-match press conference said that we had a little bit of a wobble in like October late late October mid late mid to late October um we came through it without dropping too many points um I sort of very much look at January almost like that because aside from Villa and Orient obviously we had a game against Gillingham where we won but it wasn't a great display it wasn't a great performance we we came through that with a victory but it wasn't great we've had Harrogate we've had Stoke we've had uh yeah I know it's Feb- February now but we've had we've had Sutton but quite a few dismal performances um in amongst a couple of really stunning performances so it so I, I sort of you know we have these wobbles left right and center you know teams will always wobble Orient have wobbled Northampton have wobbled Carlisle had a wobble, um, sort of started the season in a wobble, really, um, and have come on leaps and bounds. It's bound to happen. We've not dropped an awful lot of points, probably more than you would have liked looking at the run of games in January. But uh, but on balance, it's not it's not that bad. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a bit weird seeing us and going, oh, it's weird when we're shit. I think I think that I I like that he is happy to call that out though not not just yeah. sort of privately inside the squad you know at training but to say actually these are conversations i've had and right now it's not good enough yeah one 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 conversation that he mentions uh, at the end of the game in the press conference is the fact that he had um that danny rose uh, got a cut early on and sort of like half arse his way through the rest of the game and only really complained about it at the end and Evans was very much you play through it or you come off like you don't put that shit performance in mm. um, which is great and I like the fact that he's publicly said that there's just a little bit more pressure on Rose you know is in a situation where he hasn't scored for fucking ages um, and I know he brings a lot to the team and like he brings he brings a ton to the team outside of his goal scoring, which, you know, like the likes of maybe Norris doesn't bring as much away from goal scoring. But he's still a striker. We we need to get a few more goals out of this season for him to have had a really good season. Yeah, he's the kind of person that doesn't score a hatful of goals, but you notice it when he doesn't, if that makes sense. And now he has got a yeah. problem because he's entering that kind of phase where we, we've said a couple of times a season with Norris, he's going for a barren spell. 
And we can't have that with Rosie because we do rely on his goals, you know, if that makes sense. Around his goals, it's headers, etc., etc., and working his absolute nuts off. So, yeah, yeah. We, we do need him firing again. Danny, Danny Rose hasn't scored since Hartlepool, right? No, I think it was the Hartlepool, the Hartlepool goal where he mugged Ben Kellip. Um And you know, I, like, as much so that, as that that's was nearly, uh, that's what nearly three months. Yeah, I, I, I was about to have a look, see if I can find out how many hours of football he's played since that goal. Um, I don't think I can be asked because it's going to require actual maths in my head, adding things up. So I'm not going to, but. It's way too much. It's however long it is. It's way too much, and that is a significant, significant issue that we've got at the moment. Um, is there anything really else to talk about? Sutton, like, it was just shit. But it's a, but Steve's right. No, it's a difficult place to go. They're second, the, they're, sec- they're, sec- they're second in the they're second in the form table. Like it's a difficult place to go. There are they are a good side. A point, a point again. A point's a point at the end of the day, and you take it a hundred times out of a hundred if you if over the. No points. I think you can understand Steve Evans and his and his annoyance from what happened. You like, um, I know we were all texting each other throughout the afternoon, but Jordan Roberts picking up a yellow card so early in the game. You know. Oh no! You yeah, good point. You've got a player who you we do rely on him because he's so bloody good. He can't be so petulant and keep picking up these yellows everywhere. I don't think he's he's close to a ban again. I don't think he's that that close to it, but. That kills you straight away. Your best player picking up a yellow card within minutes of kickoff. You know, Reeves went off as well because yeah. he he, was put, he pulled up. Yeah. But then you've also got to think as well, you're bedding players in, you know. We've got a brand new goalkeeper who must have been at that club for, I don't know, by the way, I'm guessing days. Who, who obviously will mm-hmm. have an idea of how we play and goalkeepers are goalkeepers. They, they can pick it up quickly, but... That's that's hard yeah. work. That's really hard work. We just lucky. He's lucky that he's coming in front of a bloody good lot of defence. Uh, you know, Bosley stepped in again. Steve said he's coming from the moon. Uh, you know, he's he's saying yeah. that he's nowhere near. I mean, he probably is match fit because he's not playing many games. But he, he's coming from the moon and he's he's not he's not match fit. So it's a it's a difficult one. I think it's really frustrating because you also got to look that you know we've had a lot of new players come through. A lot of players come into that squad who realistically are coming because they're quality, not because they're better than what we've got, but when they're called upon, they should be just as good. But they all are also slightly different. So it'll be interesting to see how we pan out. But yeah, I can certainly see why he was, he was upset. The, the parts that I saw and listened to, I had to watch and listen to most of the game. It was just really scrappy, really scrappy. And we just didn't find that rhythm at all for, for well, for us to do what we do best. So... Yeah, real shame. So I do agree with him. I think it was two points dropped. He's a, he's on seven yellow cards at the moment, so he's three away from a ban. Which could be very quickly back to a ban. Yeah, the the problem with the timing of his his um his yellow card, like if it's sort of later on in the first half, it doesn't matter so much. It's still a problem when it's him, yeah. right? Because he's always he's always in risk of getting that second yeah. yellow. But like if it was later on in that first half, you know, you've managed to, you'll have managed to imprint your game plan a lot more successfully by then because he's such a huge part of how we play in that, in that high press. And that's, that's really the part of what curtailed our game. The fact that we could, we couldn't use him in the press. As soon as he got that yellow card, he had to step back. He had to step away from that. And we had, we basically ended up pushing him further forward up the pitch. Um, and playing him more as just like a traditional forward player rather than someone who's going to drop in a little bit behind but trigger that press and get really tight. We couldn't play like that. Yeah, Jordan Roberts and that's with the such card. a He's like problem. Because yeah, fuck, ex- yeah, precisely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a shame yeah. because he's so bloody good. He's amazing. I would... I would have taken... I think I would have taken him off. As soon as he gets taken yellow cards, you, you, you were useless to me now. Yeah, agree. Alrighty then. Uh, so, this coming Saturday, visit of uh, Bradford City. Mark Hughes is Bradford City. Um, 
they're not in the best form at the moment in the last five they've uh they won 3-2 against Salford and then they lost 2-1 away at Rochdale uh they before two nil nil draws away at uh Wimbledon and uh Stockport before a one-all draw with Mansfield um and actually I mean since about November they've they've had a really awful one they've only got four wins in the last let me count for a second four four wins in in 10 12 games so it's um I just got the feeling it could be a bit of a banana skin this one they're not playing particularly well they're playing wet I mean they're 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 in the in the table they're way below where you would expect them to be um right now so it's a really important one for them because they're sitting just outside the playoffs with games in hand so like they need to be picking up points whether it's you know a point Mm -hmm. away from home is probably enough against a team higher up in the table but yeah they can't afford to lose it so they're gonna have to go for it to an extent to try and make up the gap that they've got but and teams that go for it against us traditionally particularly ones that start on the front foot and really come out firing we really struggle against you know you think about the games where teams came out came out swinging northampton, yeah, northampton. hartlepool i know hartlepool and, Bra- and bradford when we went and, there and bradford when we went there you know uh northampton northampton and hartlepool it, they shell-shocked us so so much that it took us half an hour to get into the game so let's let's hope their run of really bad form continues but we could we really need to we really need to pick up wins i know that we're we're now seven points behind Leighton orient i know we've got three games in hand but that's completely irrelevant because they've they it doesn't the game in hands almost don't matter they have points on the board i know if we win our three games in hand that takes us that takes us top by two points regardless of what orient do we still have to put the points on the board that they already have. And I would much rather be in their position than ours. Yeah, right it's not massive, is it? That two points, if we if we catch up with them, realistically. No, it, it's it's not. And, you know, I, I've said I've said it a few times. I said, uh, you know, particularly in our chat, but I've, you know, I've tweeted it a few times. Our, our running for the season is completely in our hands now. Completely in our hands with 19 games left. But we've got such a horrible run of games coming up that I don't know. I I don't know whether I trust us to to go ahead and and you know and, and make it make it good. I don't know whether I I don't know whether I see it. Like, and that's crazy because we've had we've we you know we lost against Stoke. We drew the last the last loss in the league was the north was against Northampton back in October. It's the last time we won in we we lost in the league. And I'm sat here going, Oh, I don't know. Um but we've got Bradford away at Newport, away at Stockport, at home to Tranmere, away at Wimbledon, away at Rochdale. Um that takes us through right to the beginning of um March. And even then we've you know we then we host Walsall before we host crew and you know crew's probably the first game out of those other than Rochdale away crew's the first game out of those where i'm like we should win that game the others i mean we probably should win all of them not should win all of them we should give all of them a right damn good go and we should be there or thereabouts but i just i don't know I've, having two weeks ago said yeah i think we could win the league i'm starting to regret for saying that because we've got a really tough run coming up lots of games in a really short amount of time i think if we, if we, I think um, the January transfers will be will be the telling sign because we've had a lot of games. We had a very very small squad first half of the season, um, so I think we've got a lot of tired legs within the squad still, and that's why I think you're starting to see yeah. the likes of TVC, Sweeney starting to pull up. Um, so you know uh, some of the signings they, they look great on paper. I worry that we've got. I, I hate to say too many. But uh, I know we spoke about that earlier today. But um, realistically, I think they're going to be the ones that are going to help push this team through, give us, give our legs a rest. I think you'll see quite a big change. I mean, I was quite surprised to see Bozzy on the starting lineup on on Saturday. No disrespect to Bozzy, but um, yeah, I think I think the new signings are going to be telling. I mean, 
I don't know no, well, so, about other players in our league or, or league above. especially with all the Tuesday nights we've got to fit in as well in the next yeah, couple of months. Yeah. So so we brought so we 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 brought in seven players. Yeah, unbelievable. Which is a lot, but like we, you know, we I at one point in about early December when we were talking about it, I said I think we need to bring in five. I think you can discredit so, two. And considering consider, considering we we let three go in Amu, Chapman, and Reed, seven's probably not that. Yeah, bad. but discredit two of them because two of them realistically, I don't know many teams that would lose both of their goalkeepers. I think. The first goalkeeper being Tay was an injury, so that was a, that was a a have to. If Tay was and we didn't lose, bothered, we didn't lose yeah. the other one. And then and then Chappers, uh, it's pretty obvious why he's gone. Didn't play Saturday. I'm not having this anymore. But let's be real. I think um, I think Steve Levin. I think Steve Steve knew he wasn't up to he's it. He's a journeyman. He's a journeyman footballer. He will he will carve a career of of being a second goalkeeper wherever he goes in general. So. You know, if he's, it, I don't think we can afford to carry passengers. If we're no, he's going to get bullied. Yeah. He's going to get bullied. Bullied at uh, Scunthorpe. He's going to get bullied in because he's rubbish in the air for a big lad. Absolutely dreadful. Um. So yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about our Jan, uh, January transfer window. You know, we've we've started. So let's let's just smash on through it. Um. So we'll we'll talk about the permanent deals first, I guess. So we've got Jake Forster, Kasky, and on a permanent contract from Charlton. You know, we say permanent deal, right? I think he's only signed till the end of this season. So, but it's an exciting transfer if he can stay. If he if he can get match fit and uh, can stay away from injuries, but he hasn't played a lot of football in the last two years because he does get injured a lot. So that's a worry. Um, but if he can if he can find half the form that had Charlton so excited about him, then I think that's a great a great signing. And the Charlton Charlton you know Charlton fans, a lot of them were like, it's a shame to see him go, but you've got a, you've got a proper player there. Um, I think that's what he is, isn't he? He's a ball player. He likes to get the ball down. He likes to shift it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't know whether that's going to fit into our style of play that much, but you know, um, it's a very, very similar player to Jake. Very similar player yeah. to Jake Reeves, who has probably has the ability to play at a higher level than Jake Reeves does in reality. So, I'm, I'm happy with that. Josh Mar, Josh Marsh, which is, we seem to have signed another striker that doesn't score a lot of goals. <laughs> I'm one of them. I'm a striker that doesn't score many goals. Contract. Mm. Um, then we've got Daryl Horgan from Wickham on loan. Um, I'm just gonna put it out there. I don't get why we brought him in. Um, and we're just gonna move straight on to Josh Reed from Coventry. Uh, cover at left back. Mac, uh, Max Clark, since uh, Sacks went, has actually done really well. Um, and has really made that. I mean, I say he's made that position his own. There was no one to challenge him for it for a few weeks, hmm. but. You know, Josh Josh Reed's got a job on his hand to supplant him. Uh, Tomkinson has come in from Norwich, um, an American lad in from Norwich. Uh, I'm I'm impressed with him so far. I think he's, you know, that penalty he gave away was bullshit. It was never a penalty, and he and he played by all accounts really well on Saturday. So um, he seems seems like he might be quite a similar player to uh, TVC. So that looks great. Uh, Jockle Anderson, who um, is on loan from Reading. Um, again, he's um, he's very highly thought of there, and you know he had a good game, so I'm looking forward to seeing him Saturday. Then obviously we've got Adam Prisbeck, um, and I definitely said that wrong. Uh, he was without a club, uh, although he's played he's played at a higher level. Um, so uh, I think all, all all things considered, I think you know if we if we wrap way up who's left and who's come in, we've massively improved. Yeah, we've strengthened in the positions we needed to you know left that was obvious after Saxon left yeah the same for ages we need a new center back and then Van Kooten got injured just to underline the point and Sweeney got injured just to underline the point but the lad Tomkinson stepped in two big boots to fill and done so really well in his first two games which is very important likewise yeah. the goalkeepers Tay had been pretty much outstanding it was yeah. a worry when he went down but we've recruited two guys now one of whom has shown to be very solid in his one game. It will be interesting to see mm-hmm. who wins out in the long term from those two. But I'm a lot more confident now than I was when Tay went down. Certainly, it's so, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold sort of my opinion on Prisbeck, sort of 
back a little bit until we've actually seen him play. But like he's he's 22 years old. He's a young lad, and he's got and he's on a permanent deal. So that's that's nice to see. Like it's not just it's not just filling our squad with low knees, which is a real you know it's a real it's a real real worry when the only players you can bring in are players alone. Yeah, realistically, um, not going to see him for the rest of the season, are you? Um, so possibly, take, possibly not. Take, they reckon he's back. Uh, sooner rather than later, which is definitely good news. Um, but yeah, he's been put there to be a, to be a body, isn't he? Um, so unless we're in any pony cups, which we're not in anymore, you won't see him. I don't think. Maybe. Um, Josh, Josh reads. Um... I don't know. I don't know. Right, <laughs> like. People, people, so people at Coventry going, yeah, he's all right. He's just, he's, he's not quite done it here, but you know, two, two divisions below, he should, he should be able to do the job. Um, so, yeah, and I think there, there was some mis, what's the word? There was some uh, malcontent about Clark's performance against Sutton from some of the uh, folks on Twitter. Now there always is, it's Twitter, but people want to see more adventurousness and more creativity there. Um, I don't know whether that's Clark or whether that's Clark being told to be um, more defensive-minded and not too adventurous. So he may be playing to the script rather than doing that by choice. But you can see, you saw with Saxon first half of the season, we had a more creative, slightly higher risk guy in Saxon and a solid citizen in Clark. And that's a balance you need depending on who you're playing against. So we need Reed to be able to step in into that more aggressive wide role. By the way, how sad is it to know that uh, Saxon has hardly played any minutes since moving as well? That is shocking. Friggin' waste, isn't, isn't it? it? Good choice. Well, yeah, I was about to bring that up. Such a shame. How yeah. does that even work? He's been sent to a, a better side and he's not getting out looking for the rest of the season. Just... If it, if it on a permanent, it's, it's crazy, isn't give it? Give them, give them them on a permanent, and just give them back to us to play football. It's ridiculous. What a waste of talent! Just yeah, I mean, obviously Plymouth, Plymouth needed an extra body there just yeah. in case. So so rubbish. Imagine that. It's it's a waste. Yeah, I hope they don't go up now. <laughs> I don't like them anyway. Fuck them. <laughs> Actually, I do like Stephen Schumacher, though, so maybe not. Yeah, what a guy. I love him. What a guy. Yeah. I saw a tweet. Someone going, oh, yeah, so this is the biggest cunt in the EFL. It was Stephen Schumacher. I'm like, what? Oh, man. What? Just just because you're a Sheffield Wednesday fan, you didn't quite enjoy his post-match press conference or anything. You're, you're lemon. Anyway. He did it with ACL um, with us. He ended yeah, up on crutches, didn't so. he? Oh, man. Yeah. I remember seeing him in the old town uh, having a coffee and I had a bit of time to kill. I ended up sitting sitting near him and having a chat. The guy was absolutely short. He loved it here. He loved Stevenage and he was really great. Had a flat just at the back of the old town. It was absolutely distraught that he weren't playing and he was great running. What a baller. Oh. Yeah, he was good. He was very good, yeah. Uh, Dean, anything to add to the to the transfers? Uh, no, to be honest, I mean, other than other than the addition of the versatility, I think you get out of out of Tomkinson as well. Yeah, this will be will be a nice little change because he he showed at, at Stoke that he could fill in at fullback and if if needed could even sort of step up like like Terence has done in into the midfield. But yeah, no other otherwise I I agree with you. I don't understand Horgan, um, and I haven't seen enough of anyone else yet. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting, won't it? It's Saturday, another another four days. I'm presuming on the uh, on the training picture of the squad as a whole, getting to gel a bit more. And that's my concern that yeah. we're uh, we're flying. I say flying because we definitely are. If you look at where we are in the league, even though we sound like a right bunch of misogs tonight, don't we? About oh, we're not great. This, but but it's, it, we're just being truthful about how we feel. But um, yeah, certainly, let's just hope they bed him well, and you know we get to see some of these players either start or, or join mm-hmm. in. Be good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right then. Uh, so, 
I started talking about this off air and I, and I sort of held off so I could uh, quiz you guys about it. Um, how many transfers do you think this this includes the full retained list from, from the end of last season? It all counts to this year's arrivals and departures. How many th- players do you think have left in the 2022-23 season? We'll take um I'll take guesses from all of you and then I'll tell you. I think we're about twenty two. Mm. I I'd pretty much had a full squad in mind. I I would say marginally less, maybe. Sort of nineteen, twenty. Twenty five. Well, as uh as he has a habit of doing, Pat's absolutely nailed it right on the nose. Twenty two players. Oh, so annoying how good you are, Pat. Um, <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> because I mentioned it earlier, Pat's probably gone and got the webpage up. Um, <laughs> how many players have come in? Pat, you can go last. Drackers? I think it's less, actually. I think it's going to be 20. Do you know? I would say it's got. We. I would say it's probably more, isn't it? Because we didn't keep very many last year. I. I would say. I would say it's a, probably twenty-five because we were. We've got a bigger. I feel like we've got a bigger squad this year than we had last year. Now, if Patrick says the right number, here, I'm calling. You know he's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think. think tw- I think. I think Pat's got uh, his his moral compass is far too good to allow him to cheat. He's just got his finger on the pulse. You know what I mean? He's a cool kid. I think it's twenty six. He got it wrong, but he is the closest. <laughs> twenty eight. Twenty eight yeah. players. Because I remember when Nubley kicked off about Stevenage signing a million players. <laughs> he was being a twat, and we looked it up, and it's like, well, nineteen have gone out. And we've signed... And 17 have come in. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we're about breaking even, dickhead. And 19 plus 3 <laughs> is not difficult maths. We've just let another 3 go in January. That <laughs> is giving Frank Nubley a, a digging from afar. Yeah. And when you look at how the squad performed that year, we were like 21st or whatever, playing absolute dog shit. It's not a surprise we had a big turnover in the summer, is it? It's... it's it, no, it, it's not. Um... But yeah, so I think I think that we're uh, just how crazy is it that we've had such like a colossal turnover of players, and we've put the season together that we have. Like it's the sort of thing that you would expect to see from a team that have got oil money. You know, they they get rid of all their shit players, they go and buy the league, and away they go. But you know, our budget is still bottom third in the division. Our playing budget for the season still bottom third in the division. We're not we're not we've not thrown money at the league, like some morons <laughs> would, presu- would presume. <laughs> the biggest love story in world football, apparently. Right. What, Nate and Wagme. <laughs> oh, Wrexham. What, what a story. No, it's not. It's literally the worst story in football. I love the documentary. I hate the story. Winds me. I've watched, I haven't watched the documentary because I hate the story. I have no interest in seeing those twats. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Paul Mullin in non-league is on eighteen thousand pounds a month. What? Shut up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, eighteen grand a month. Fuck off. Fuck off with that. You can't play. You can't. You, I don't care if the rest of your squad earns peanuts in respect to that. You can't in non-league. You can't pay a player that and go. Oh, what a, what a rags to riches story this is. <laughs> Fuck off. <you> <laughs> However, go go and buy another league, you pricks. He, do, he does look like uh, Gru from uh, Dominions, so uh, his eighteen grand a month's going to do jack shit. <laughs> do you see all the talk about him? Like people on Twitter all the time going, "Oh, I think he should be in contention for the Welsh national side." <laughs> Did you know that? Um, what fall from grace? The, the last the last game between Wrexham and uh, Sheffield um, was the biggest. <coughs> Which 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 Sheffield? United. Um, 
Thank you. Yeah, I don't right. care. Um, was the the most watched or downloaded game in the US ever? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah. And I'm so glad Wrexham got fucking up. <laughs> yeah. Like if they if if United had won one 0 it'd be like oh well you know at least Wrexham are gone. But they got absolutely humped. Do you see Billy Sharp's um press conference afterwards as well, where he's like fucking. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's so beautiful. If you haven't watched it, it is su- it's such a thing of beauty. Please, I implore you go and watch it because it's wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. It's not, it's not a good story. I, I, I shouldn't like it on principle, but I did because he's bang on. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, right. Uh, uh, Shall we just get Pat to tell us what the score is going to be this weekend? Do you get some on nerves. <laughs> <laughs> right um well we've got two games to predict because uh we won't record before we play away at newport either so uh no one got any points oh hang on nice that might not be right uh drackers you get a point for your stake prediction thank you thank you oh, no. i'd like oh. to thank the mum and, and the stupid dog <laughs> <laughs> It's not very. It's not a very nice thing to say about your wife, Jay. Wow, oh, gone there. That was brave. Bold. He said it. I said my dog. I didn't say my wife. I love. I love. I, I. I love April. That was. That was. That was harsh. She's great. She would smack the shit out of you. She. I mean, she. I did your boot camp, and she beat the shit out of us then. So, um, <laughs> right, uh, Bradford. Then, uh, what? What way are we going? Go on, go on, Drackers. There's only one way, and it's the borough way. That is is a beautiful, beautiful little plug. That is sensational. I'm going to go back on track, 2-0 win, keeping our uh, our new borough fans that turn up whenever they can happy. Nice. I like it. Dean? That's, That's exactly what I was thinking. Two two's good for me. Two zip. Two nil. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna go with two one. Oh. <laughs> why did why is Pat laughing like he already knows what's happened? I was gonna <laughs> go two nil. And then I thought I can't go two nil and copy Jay, so I'll go two one. Now I can't go two one and copy Excellent. Nate. So let's make sure for the rest of the week. Seven nil it is then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Laugh for that every every time for the rest of the season. That's something we just unroll bases. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. I'm gonna go one nil, I'm gonna go cagey. Never happening. To to Barra. <laughs> Oh yeah. I wouldn't be sounding okay. as cheerful about it if I was predicting a loss. <laughs> Dean, Newport, away at Newport. Ooh. One one nil. To Fine. Newport. No, no, to Borough. One nil. Go away. Nick Nick three points. See you later. All On right. the bus back down the M4. J J Dizzle. One one. One one. Win at home, draw away. Valentine's evening. I'm cooking uh Pat and I steak dinner. Ooh. <laughs> I'll be back. Um, uh, I'm going to go 2-1 again. 1-2 or 2-1? 1-2. Testing. I'm going to go 0-0. 0-0. Oh. oh, you slag. <laughs> right, um, well, there we have it. Uh, do you want to know, know the uh, current uh, score predictions total points? No. Um, well... We'll work something out so Dean's score isn't so horrendous, seeing as he's only guessed five times and two of them haven't even happened yet. Um, so, <laughs> but, but but Dean but but Dean's uh, Dean's in Dean's in last place with zero points. Very very close oh. to me, Dean. I'll take, I was gonna, it. I'll take it. I was going to suggest you go for Graham Wesley's favourite points per game, but that wouldn't help him much. <laughs> um, then we've got Drackers on eighteen points. Me on twenty three and Patrice on thirty two. So I've so I've claimed I've 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 caught Pat up by a point. Uh, gonna... I got I, I got stuck I got stuck I got stuck ten behind him for a few weeks. Um, and you know the good thing is when the chef did his prediction, 
he was more right than I would have been. He got me some bonus points. <laughs> that guy we've um, never right at anything. So uh, as I've read to, to know, now he knows where I live, I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh dear. We um we look looking at how often we were getting points at the beginning of the season. You know, like there were threes and twos all over the place, and the further you get down the table, the more zeros and ones there are. And I haven't had a score right this that year. That says uh, less about us than it does the squad. It just means that they're not obviously playing as well as we would predict. So that's absolutely, absolutely. Mate. Yeah, no, it's I like that. It's them that's wrong. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's why Pat's doing so well. Lovely. <laughs> right. Okay, well, I suppose that's uh, that's us for the day. That's us for the week. Uh, have a lovely weekend, Borough fans. Up the anyone fancy a snowball after the game on Saturday? Yes, mm, uh, I can't. Okay, see you there, D. <laughs> yeah. hmm. Pat. But- yeah, I reckon I can see you for a bit. Lovely. Oh, you're ba- oh, you're I'll bring the bastards. Well, we'll see. I might be able to pop in for uh, one no, very fine. quick bit. Anyway, cheer you. Oh, I fucking won't come then. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Troubles up again. Bursting from midfield is Massinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it! An Old Trafford cracker in front of the Stratford end! What do you reckon the players' favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.